Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. But most people, their bids are going to be subtle. So you have to pay attention. You have to hear what they're not saying. That's super important. I just gave you a big nugget in communication. You've got to be able to hear what your spouse or your partner is not saying, not just what they are saying, but what's behind what they're saying, what's underneath it, what's really at the root of what they're asking for. Hello, my friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Y'all, I am so happy that you are here today on this podcast episode, and I have so much I want to share with you guys before we even get into the meat of what today's show is about. First of all, if you guys follow me on social media, you know I have the flu. I was down for two straight weeks. I'm actually, you could probably hear in my voice a little bit, I'm not 100% better, but I am, I'm almost there, you guys. Well, in the midst of all the crazy flu stuff, I had laryngitis too, so I totally lost my voice. For four days, I could not speak at all. You know how some people, like, when you kind of lose your voice, you get, like, a little raspy voice? No, mm -mm, that wasn't me. Like, I had no sound coming out of this voice box. And to be honest, it was lonely. I was talking to my daughter, Kayla, who coincidentally also had the flu and laryngitis, but she was three hours away from me at school. And we literally had like the same symptoms and we hadn't been around each other in months because she's away at school. I was talking to her like after this whole ordeal and she was saying, mom, she was like, isn't it the most lonely thing to be without the ability to communicate? And I thought, you know what? That's exactly true. And how many times in our relationships, you guys, do we feel lonely? We are in a family, maybe, or we are in a marriage, or we've got even friends that are nearby, but even though they're around, we still feel lonely because we're not able to really connect. We're not able to really communicate. So we're going to talk about loneliness because I know that there are so many of you right now who are listening to me who are in relationships, be it marriages or romantic relationships or friendships, and you are in a relationship with someone, so you're not, quote, alone, but you feel lonely. And I know what that's like. You guys, I remember a time in my marriage, and if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know our marriage story, but there was a specific time in our marriage. And I remember one day I woke up and I was just like, this sucks. Like it literally sucks to live in a house with a man who I don't feel like I know. To live in a house with a man who I can't share my dreams with. I can't talk to him about my day. I can't talk to him about the things that I'm concerned about. I can't talk to him about my fears, my worries, my vulnerabilities, because we are not connected. I don't trust him. I don't know if he even really cares about me. And you all, that's a really, really hard place to be. If you've never been in that place in your relationship, praise God, 
But if you have been in that place in your relationship, you know exactly what that's like. It can be really devastating. And it's it's probably, I think, one of the worst forms of rejection because the person is right there. Like physically, they're right there. But for whatever reason, you just can't connect. There are so many marriages and relationships who struggle with disconnection. And this is why every week I feel like I'm asking you guys to take the connection quiz, take the connection quiz, not just because I want you to take another quiz and I want to send you all these emails, but because I really want to help you to bridge the disconnection gap in your relationships. I mean, what's the point of being in a relationship if you're disconnected? What's the point of being in a relationship when you feel so alone and you're so lonely? So today's podcast episode is really dedicated to those of you who are right now in a season of loneliness or who are in a season of just feeling like you just don't even matter. You don't matter to your spouse. You don't matter to your kids. You don't matter to the person you're in a relationship with. You don't matter to your friends. You just feel like you don't matter. I remember several years ago, I did a YouTube video. You guys can find this on YouTube. It's still up and I still get comments to this day. It's probably been like six, seven years ago that I did this video. It was all about what to do when you feel unloved, unnecessary, unseen, and forgotten. And the amount of comments that I received from that video, it touched my heart, but it also made me so sad because I realized that there are so many people who this is their everyday story. This is what they feel like every single day. And God forbid they're married. So let's get into this, you guys. I really want us to take some time and really talk about how can we cure loneliness in our relationships? And how can we actually begin to take the first step, which seems counterintuitive, right? It's like, if I feel lonely, why am I taking the first step to bridge the connection gap? I don't understand that. But I just want to tell you, and those of you who are in your Christian faith, you know this, that the principles of the kingdom are always upside down. We always take the first step when we want. The Bible says, give and it will be given unto you. Now, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you feel discarded. Especially when, especially when you feel like, you know what, I've tried to make a connection with my spouse or with my friend or with this person I'm in a relationship with, and they are the ones that are not seeing me. I know that it's hard, and it can really irritate and even trigger those feelings of rejection. But what I'm going to share with you today, I really believe is going to revolutionize the connection in your marriage or in your relationship, because this isn't just for marriages. This is for any relationship that you're in that you feel that there's a disconnect. Now, you might hear me use some examples from my own marriage, or I might use examples about marriages, but keep in mind that you can apply what I'm going to share with you today to any relationship that you're in. Hey guys, it's Dana Shea. Real quick, breaking into the episode because I cannot wait to tell you guys I just released a brand new online course called From Conflict to Connection. How to communicate with your spouse without fighting with your spouse. You guys, I'm so excited for you to get your hands on this course. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of easy to understand, practical information, self-paced video teaching from my heart to yours. You can get access to the course today by simply going to danashay.com forward slash connection course. That's danashay.com 
forward slash connection course. And just for my Real Relationship Talk podcast listeners, I am offering you $50 off the course, but only until December 1st, 2023. So if you're listening to this after, sorry guys, but if you use promo code CONNECTION50, you will be able to get $50 off the course. So be sure to head on over to danashay.com forward slash connection course. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to have you guys in the online course. Now back to our show. So I want to introduce to you all a concept, and maybe you've heard this concept before. Um, John Gottman, who's like the relationship guru of all gurus, he came up with a concept called bids for connection. And basically what a bid is, I'm going to read you the technical definition of a bid. It's an attempt from one partner to another. Again, you don't have to be married. It can be a friend to friend, right? It's an attempt from one partner to another for attention affirmation, affection, or any other positive connection. So it is one person making an attempt to the other person for connection. And these bids happen in all kinds of different ways. Some of them can be verbal. Some of them are nonverbal. For example, let's say that you had a really hard day at work and you come home and you just plop on the couch beside your spouse and you just let out a long just a long sigh. That's a bid for connection. What are you doing? You're telling your spouse, my day sucked. Please ask me about it. Or I'm so glad to be home and like not in the presence of all that drama at work. And I just need some comfort, right? That's a nonverbal bid. I mean, the sigh, technically you can hear it, but no one's saying words. You're not coming home and being like, oh my gosh, I had the most horrible day at work today. Ask me about my day. So bids can be verbal or nonverbal. A sigh can be a bid. Another bid for connection might be you're really excited about something, right? And so you go to your partner or your friend or whomever, and you're just smiling and you're like, you know, maybe you're clapping your hands or you, you, you look visibly excited, but you don't say anything. That's a bid for connection. Another bid for connection might be you just walk past your partner and you just squeeze them on their shoulder, or maybe you stand beside them, or maybe you go cuddle up with them on the couch, or maybe you just kind of pace back and forth. Like, it's so funny, my 16-year-old, Corey, I had this conversation with him um, a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, I always know you need something when you come in my room and you start pacing back and forth. Like, he won't say, hey, mom, can I have whatever? He'll just start pacing back and forth. And so I said, I want you to feel comfortable asking me whatever you need to ask. Like, don't be afraid to ask me for whatever it is that you're looking for. But I can recognize that he's making a bid for connection. He needs something or wants something half the time, but it's a nonverbal expression. He's trying to get my attention. And y'all, that's all I'm trying to say. That's what a bid for connection is, is you're trying to get your partner, your spouse, your friend, you're trying to get that person's attention. And what happens is we can either respond to the bids for connection or we can turn away from them. We can reject them. There's actually three responses that you can have. Let's say that, um, let's use that example earlier. You had a bad day at work. You come, you plop down on the couch, you let out the loud sigh, and now your spouse or whoever that you plop down beside, they now have three responses that they can give to you. The first response is that they can turn towards you. They can say, man, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Like, that's ideal. That's what we all want, right? We want our partner to turn toward us. 
to ask us what's wrong. The second response, though, is that they can turn away. They can just kind of look at you and then go back to scrolling on their phone or doing whatever they were doing. Or maybe they never look up at all. Maybe they never acknowledge that you actually came and sat beside them at all. That's turning away. And then turning against is the worst thing that they can do, which is maybe they get up and they walk out of the room or they say, can you move over, please? I don't want you sitting so close to me. Or, you know, I don't like people all up in my personal space. Can you move? That's turning away or that's turning against. I'm sorry. That's the worst. That's rejection, right? Like, what would you do in that situation? You would probably be like TO'd, right? And you would probably like get up and walk out of the room or roll your eyes. You would have some sort of negative response to their uh, turning against you or turning away. Even if they turn away, you would have a response to that. Why? Because again, it irritates and triggers our feelings of rejection. Now we feel even worse than we felt when we left the job. When we left the job, it was like, oh my God, that was a horrible day. But at least now I get to go home and receive some kind of comfort. And then you don't even get that. You don't get that validation. You don't get that comfort that you're looking for. You're treated even worse. That's the worst thing that we can do in our relationships, you all. So we're going to take a quick break. And I want to talk to you about how we can respond better to these bids of connection. And then we're going to talk about the cure to loneliness in our relationships. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Use this time to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, you guys, we are back. And we talked uh, before the break, we talked about what bids for connection are. I gave you um, an example of what a bid for connection is. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the cure to loneliness. But before we do that, I want to share a scripture with you that I think is just so relevant to our conversation today. I think that so many of us in relationships, we forget that it's not all about us. (laughs) Like your relationship is not all about you. I'm sorry. It's not all about your needs. It's not all about your desires. It's not all about your disappointments, your hurts. It's not all about you. There's another person in the relationship with you. Now, this doesn't mean that you're not important. And it doesn't mean that your needs don't matter. They absolutely do. But we have to put this in perspective. So in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, I love how the passage translation reads. It says, be free from pride-filled opinions for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. 
possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, is that a sermon or what? Seriously, like, how often do we, and I'm, I'm throwing myself under the bus, y'all, because I know that there are times in my marriage where I'm not concerned about, like, what Sean's going through. I'm like, listen, buddy, like, I'm going through a lot over here, okay? And I'm sorry that you're having a bad day, but, right, how many times do we say that? Like, I know that you're having a bad day, but, you know, I know that that thing happened to you at work, but you don't know what these kids did today. I know that you're going through a hard time, friend, but, um, and we all do it, right? But this encouragement from scripture is that we cannot just be concerned about our own needs, but that we have to genuinely, genuinely be concerned about the needs of the person that we're in relationship with, especially if you're married. Like this is your person. This is supposed to be the person who is like your rock and your anchor. And we're not going to get it right every time. There's always going to be some selfishness that lives in our heart because we're fallen humans, right? But as much as we can, we need to be aware of where those selfish tendencies hide. And when we really think like our thing is really important and your thing kind of isn't, then we need to be willing to put aside whatever our interest is in order to respond appropriately and quickly to the bids for connection or affection that our partners are giving to us. So I want to encourage us today, bids for connection are usually very subtle. If you're not paying attention and if you're not dialed in, you're going to miss them. You're going to miss them. I miss them all the time, y'all, because I'm always doing like 12 things at one time, right? And so, you know, like, again, with Corey pacing back and forth in front of my room, like if I'm writing a blog or if I'm about to submit something or if I'm planning a podcast or whatever, it could be easy for me to miss that. Or if I'm getting dressed in the morning or putting my makeup on or whatever, like it can be very easy because I'm not dialed in. And that's just the reality of our lives. We're all busy. We, we are all multitasking, even though we know in our heads that multitasking is not effective. We still do it. But if we're multitasking in our relationships, we're going to miss these very subtle bids for connection. A bid for connection, like I explained earlier, can be most, most of the time they are nonverbal. Think about when is the last time that your spouse or your partner or your friend came up to you and said, you know, I'm feeling very detached from you. I'm feeling very lonely and I would like to make a bid for your connection. Um, that's never happened to me ever, not once. And probably it hasn't happened to you. Now, even if you are with someone who is very communicative and someone who has no problems, like I have no problems telling Sean what my needs are <laughs> and what my feelings are. But even I don't do that. Like, I don't even go up to him and be like, hey, I'm feeling very detached from you. Now, I might say something like, hey, I'm feeling like we're disconnected here. You want to go for a walk? Like, I might say something like that. And that's a very direct way to say I need some attention. But I still don't even tell him, like, I really need some attention today. I don't I don't do that personally. Maybe you do. But most people, their bids are going to be subtle. So you have to pay attention. You have to hear what they're not saying. That's super important. I just gave you a big nugget in communication. You've got to be able to hear what your spouse or your partner is not saying, not just what they are saying, but what's behind what they're saying, what's underneath it, what's really at the root of what they're asking for. So they're not asking to go for a walk with you because they want exercise. They could have done that on the, you know, by themselves on their own. They're asking to go for a walk with you because they want to spend time with you. 
They're not asking you for another date night because they just want to go and watch a movie. They want to be with you. They're not asking you to come over and help them to clean out their garage because they don't want to hire merry maids. <laughs> they want to talk to you. They want you to spend time together doing something. So you have to be willing to hear what's not being said. So when we see that our spouse or our partner or friend, whoever, when that person is making that bid, we have to learn how to recognize the bid and then we have to respond appropriately. And I say in the moment, because if someone's making a bid for your um, connection or a bid for your affection or attention, whatever it is, and then you're like, I know that you're having a horrible day and uh, give me about two hours and I'll be with you. Two, two hours? Don't worry about it. And how many times do we say that in relationships? Like, don't don't even worry about it. I'm good. I'm good. Because when you're in need, like when you feel like, you know, I really need somebody to talk to me like right now, you need that to happen right now. And if you are like me, I have a lot of boundaries, right? And I'm always doing something like very, very seldom am I idle. That's why being sick is like the worst thing for me because it forces me to be idle. Even in my bed, though, like y'all could have seen me over these past couple of weeks. I have my computer. I'm like, I can't even breathe, but I'm typing away. Like, I just can't be idle. It just, I don't know. I might have an issue. I don't know. Get me some therapy. But the point is, is that most of us, when we need that connection, we need that connection right now. So we have to be able to recognize it. And then we've got to be willing to respond to it in the moment. And yeah, you might have to interrupt your thing that you're doing. And yeah, you might have to set aside that text that you were, you know, um, drafting for that other person. You might have to put that away so that you can actually, in the moment, respond to the person who's right in front of you. Parents, we do this all the time. Our kids come in and they come in, they make bids. Kids make bids all day long, bids for connection all day long. Little girls, they, they dress up in their little outfits and they come twirling in front of us, right? Especially if you're a dad. Oh my goodness. Your little girl is going to twirl all day in front of you. Because she needs her daddy to tell her that she's beautiful. And there are so many dads who miss those cues all the time. They're like, can you move? I'm trying to watch the game. Think about what you just did to that little girl's heart. She doesn't care about your game. All you needed to do was take five seconds and say, you are so beautiful. I love that dress. That's all she needs. And guess what? These little girls, they grow up to be grown women. And they do the same thing to their husbands. We, we, women, we get all dressed up. And what do we want our husbands to do? Dang, girl, you look great. Man, you look, oh my God, twirl around in front of me. You look amazing. That's what we want as women. And half the time, men, you miss these connections all the time. You miss these bids. Women will say things like, how do I look? Now, she's not asking you for your honest opinion, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have a spank song with that dress? That is not what you want to say as a man, okay? You do not want to respond to your wife or your girlfriend or whoever. You don't want to respond that way. She wants you to tell her she's beautiful. She wants you to tell her that she's going to be the most beautiful woman at that party or that event or, my God, you know, I am so lucky to be married to you. God, you look good. That's what we want to hear. That's the bid for a connection. And it has to be responded to in the moment. Don't forget that, in the moment. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the cure to loneliness. Because I think that as I open up this podcast and saying, 
I really believe that loneliness is at an all-time high in our relationships. If you think about all the couples who divorced or separated in COVID, it wasn't, think about this, y'all, it wasn't because they weren't spending more time together. The truth of the matter is, COVID forced us to spend more time together. If you live with your person, right? If you're in a marriage or if you are living with someone that you're not married to, COVID forced us to spend time together. So it's not that we weren't spending enough time together. It was the amount of time that we were spending together really uncovered how disconnected we were. So you can hide disconnection if you're both working 10-hour days. Because then you use the excuse of, oh, we're, it's not that we're disconnected. We're just busy. We're busy all the time. We're at work all the time. But what happens when you're not at work all the time? When you're home all the time? Now you can't hide behind that excuse. And now you realize we are super disconnected in this relationship. And we have to do something to bridge this connection gap. And a lot of couples weren't able to do it. They weren't able or they weren't willing. And so they separated. They divorced. They were like, this is crazy. This is too much. I'm living in the same house with you and I don't know you. I don't like you and I don't want to get to know you. And so those relationships failed. We cure loneliness, you all. I've really already given you the answer here. We cure loneliness by paying attention to the bids for connection in our relationships. It's called T-I-M-E. You can't have a successful, healthy relationship without investing time. Time. Sean has told me so many times, Dana, you work too much. And I do. I am. I work a lot. I love what I do, you guys. I love it. And I also am completely energized at about 11 o'clock at night. That's when I get like my second wind of energy. So I could stay up till three in the morning and be completely energized. Well, Sean gets up about 5 a.m. So that's not going to work. So I have had to learn through the years to shut it down. Why? Because love is spelled T-I-M-E. So if I'm not willing to give my husband time, then how can I truly say that I love him? If I'm, if I'm like, you know what? No, I love you. I love you. But, you know, I got to get this thing done. I got, I got one more thing to write. I got to. No, no, no. Like we have got to be willing to invest time in our relationships. One of my really good friends, I love her to death, but she never makes the first effort in our friendship ever. If I'm ever going to talk to her, I always text her. I always make a bid for connection and say, hey, do you want to have coffee? Do you want to? It's always me making the effort. Now, some of y'all are like, "Mm mm-mm, I'll do that one or two times and then I'm done. And I'm honestly usually like that too. I'm I'm usually like, you know what? I'm not going to keep on. For whatever reason with this person though, I think I just love her so much. And I understand she's got a lot going on in her life. So I honestly don't mind being the person that's kind of always making the first move. But it does get a little annoying at some point to be like, am I in a relationship, friendship by myself? Or like, what is going on here? And that's how some of us feel in our relationships, right? Like, I'm always the one making the effort. I'm the one who, if we're going to have an argument or some sort of conflict, I'm the one that has to take the first step all the time. I get it, y'all. I get it. It's not an easy or fun place to be. But the way to cure loneliness in your relationship is to first and foremost, pay attention to the person that you're in relationship with. Pay attention to these bids for connection. And then the next thing I already told you is then you have to not only pay attention, but then you have to invest some time into the relationship. 
You have to actually be intentional. Carve out some stuff, you know. Put your phone on silent. Go and do not disturb. Shut off social media. Do whatever you need to do so that you can invest some real time in your relationship. And then thirdly, you need to ask for feedback. I am really big on feedback. It doesn't matter what I do, whether I preach a sermon, send an email. I'm always asking the people on my email list, hey, what did you think about that? Send me an email back. Like feedback is so important because how do you know if you're on the right track or the wrong track if you're not getting feedback? See, a lot of people think that they're actually doing really good in relationships and they're not, but it's really not their fault because their partners aren't giving them any feedback. So ask for the feedback. If you are in a relationship, And you are the one, I'm talking about you, you are the one who's feeling lonely in your relationship. You might be thinking, okay, yeah, that's what my partner needs to do. They need to spend more time with me. They need to invest, you know, this time they need to ask for feedback. But I want to encourage you, yes, you, to take the first step, to take the first step and to let your spouse or partner know what you need. Oh, I know that's vulnerable, y'all. And I know it's not easy. When you already feel lonely, then to be able to have to go to the person that you're in a relationship with and be like, I'm feeling lonely. But I'm going to tell you something. I could speak on both sides of this, y'all, as someone who's been lonely and as someone who has caused loneliness and my spouse, sometimes you just don't know. Like when Sean told me that, I was like, I didn't know that like me working late was a problem because he was watching the game or he was doing whatever. Like he seemed to be okay. But they're not always going to tell you. So if you're the one who's feeling lonely, you got to tell your person, like my friend, I might need to send her a text and be like, um, I don't know if you intentionally never reach out, but, and now when we get together, it's great. We have the best time of our lives. Right. But I might need to make that, that move. And I'm telling you to do that, like to say, Hey, like I'm feeling lonely here. I'm feeling like I don't really matter to you. I'm feeling like we're really disconnected here. And then look for their response. What are they going to do? Now, if they if they turn away from you or turn against you, then you might need to reevaluate your relationship. But if they say, you know what? I am so sorry. I had no idea. I thought we were good. I didn't know that you were feeling lonely. Well, great. Now you can begin to explain to them, yeah, I've actually really been trying to kind of get your attention and maybe I was being too subtle and maybe you just didn't realize it. But yeah, I'm feeling really just like we need to, we need to fix something here because this just isn't working. And then you can have some really deep, impactful conversations. I don't want any of you to be in relationships where you feel lonely. It is the worst feeling. And you can cure it. You are not just a victim of loneliness. You are a participant in a relationship. So if your relationship isn't working the way that you want it to work, you have the wonderful privilege to help to fix it. It's not all on you, but some of it is. So think about what do you need to do to get what you want out of your relationship. And this is why I end every episode and saying a good relationship isn't one that works. It's one where you put in the work. A lot of people just think that relationships are just supposed to work. They don't. People do. People, not just one person, but people. So both of you have to put in the effort. And your effort might just be being vulnerable and open and honest and transparent enough to say, I'm feeling really lonely and this is what I need. So don't just say, I'm feeling lonely. Thanks, have a good day. I'm feeling lonely and this is what I need. And then tell them what you need and hopefully they'll respond appropriately. 
So, you guys, thanks for hanging in with me today. Um, I don't want this podcast to be too long because my voice is getting a little weak right now. Um, but I love you guys, and I really do. I, I'm so thankful for every episode that you listen to, every episode you share. I love your feedback. I really do. It means so much to me, and it helps me to improve the show. So keep that feedback coming. If you would like the show notes to this podcast today, you can find them at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 191. And as we end every episode and saying, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. Be sure to register for my upcoming online course from conflict to connection. It's going to be so amazing, so fun. I can't wait for you guys to get into that course. You can find it at danashay.com forward slash connection course. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow. You stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to real relationship talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now and may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections.